Welcome to the Dare to Pivot podcast, a resource for inspiration and encouragement while you're on your path to purpose. The Dare to Pivot podcast is hosted by Wakia Hayward, that's me, and Barbara Wade, two middle-aged sisters who are passionate about having honest, open conversations with each other and special guests about faith, transparency, and living a life of purpose. The Dare to Pivot podcast is rooted in the Christian faith, and we believe that we are all made for a reason and with intention. However, it's up to us to pursue our purpose. By exploring the four foundational pillars of DARE, which are decisions, actions, results, and evaluations, we're hoping that women will be motivated to actively pursue their own purpose journeys. Join us as we learn together that it's never too late to be great. Hi, ladies. Welcome to the Dare to Pivot podcast. My name is Wakia Hayward, and I'm one of your hosts. Hello, ladies. This is Barbara Wade. Yay. All right, Barbara. So today it's just you and I. So today, you know, okay, so let me tell you what, what I think this is going to be a crazy, a crazy and interesting talk <laughs> because <laughs> I've been doing a lot of research on the great resignation. You know how, like, I guess, like, for those of y'all who don't know in America, um, I think it's like started around, I think either in October or November, we've had like millions of people resign from their current jobs and they are either, they've either decided to either, and we really don't know what they're doing. Like, I, I'm going to be honest with y'all people. I don't know what y'all doing. So if you're one of those people who, who was a part of the great resignation, please call a sister and tell a sister what the plan is. Like, I need to understand the whole plan. Cause I, I mean, I might want to join this is what I'm saying. So, um, but I was, I was thinking about the great resignation. So I was starting to think like, what are these people doing? Like, what is, you know, how do you even decide that's what you're going to do? And that's what made me think about advice. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm thinking you don't just decide to walk away from your job and um, you ain't talk to nobody about it. Like, it just seems a little weird that you just got up and walked away. And here's the thing. So I went and did some research and it turns out that the industries that was the most impacted by the great resignation was obviously retail. I think it's said retail, medical, education, and um, hospitality. Mm-hmm. Right? So now if you was just a server, it was not not just a server. I don't want, I don't mean to be say that that way. But if you was like a server and that was your job and not your career, it's one thing. But if if, if serving was your passion and you decided that you was gonna walk away from it because you want to now pursue dog walking because that's not your new thing that you just want to get outside more. You can't you want to be in another restaurant another day in your life. You just gotta be outside. You know you had to come to some kind of conclusions with that. You had to have some. I would assume you would have some discussions about that. So I was thinking about how advice you know what I'm saying advice <laughs> so here's the question I asked you if you had to partake in the great resignation you know first of all like what would be going through your mind if that is something that now if that was something that you would even consider and then most importantly if you could go back and give advice to your 21 year old self what would that look like that's certainly a two-parter it is a two-parter in the thought process so i'm gonna try to put my stuff in these two categories so if i was part of the great resignation or i'm going to think about it why i'm not part of the great because i'm thinking those are the same things you need to consider and my answer is no but some people's answer is yes, yes. so it's 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 the same probably 
things to consider. I'm trying to understand, trying to right. understand what, right. what goes Got through it. mind. And then the other one is your 21-year-old self. Okay. Advice. Okay. So I have also at least read articles about the great resignation. I totally agree that those were the main industries um, where the most people um, followed through uh, and resigned. Um, for one, I think because of the, the quarantine and the closures during the pandemic, the height of the pandemic, they, those industries found themselves closed without a, you know, a mitigation um, of, you know, we'll still pay you or I don't, you know, we'll still pay you and you found yourself just with time. Those were the industries I believe where there wasn't the pay and you had the time because, you know, the business, the business is closed. Right. So, um, of course, that puts you in a different place than maybe the rest of the people where the income wasn't that much of a stressor. You found yourself with a whole bunch of time, which I can personally say made me very uncomfortable um, with a, with a mm -hmm. whole bunch of time with my family, confined to my home. So anyway, so it was a lot of factors around that. But um, so I think because it affected time and money, um, it puts you into a different space in, in, in your thought process. Um, and so I imagine, and some of the literature said that it allowed people to either realize that they could make money other ways and the ways that they thought about making money more aligned with their natural talents and gifts, which may have been different than how they were using it for the job that is no more. Um, and then also they realized with the time, it gave them time to maybe think about their natural talents and gifts. And since they had the time, didn't know how long it was gonna last, it made sense to go ahead and try that other thing. Mm -hmm. So, totally makes sense to me. Oh, um, yeah, totally makes sense. Now, I think those are the folks that were either pushed towards making decisions, like, I, you know, my mortgages do, you know, um, I have to that feed my family, you, you, mm -hmm. you know, your back is against the wall. So that requires you to do some, some speed thinking of how to make this work. Um, and um, they came up with solutions that um, I guess I would say were out of necessity. So um, I totally applaud everybody that even used that time productively because I'm sure there's a segment that didn't and, mm -hmm. you know, just kind of found themselves at the end, you know, pleading for help because they didn't, you know, put thought and, and effort into a different solution. So I applaud all those that um, utilize that time productively and um, decided to pivot. Um, and it was a productive decision as opposed to um, a consequence of, of, of the pandemic. So I think a lot of that is perspective. I know for me, it had to be motivation for perspective to, to think about things, think about it as an opportunity as opposed to my back is against the wall and I really don't know what to do. Um, so if we talk about advice, 
that would be one thing is to frame your perspective so that it looks like an opportunity as opposed to you fighting out of a corner, fighting out Absolutely. of a box, fighting out of a crab pot, whatever you want, whatever analogy works for where you are. Mm -hmm. um, the perspective uh, part, look at, it, look at it as an opportunity. And whether your opportunity you think is 30 days because something's due in 30 days, like your mortgage is due in 30 days, or this is an opportunity for a new short-term goal. Um, I'm gonna to apply to things that I didn't take the time to apply to before. Um, I'm gonna read about things that I had a stack of materials mm -hmm. that I never took the time. You, you, you told yourself you knew the timing would be right and huh, here it is, the timing became right. And yep. uh, you got to, to, to um, learn more information about something you were already interested in. So perspective, seeing it as an opportunity would be my first uh, piece of advice for uh, the great resignation. And then to your point, certainly talk to someone. I don't know if everybody talked to someone now. I, I would have I, to assume. I would like, I would like to say, but you know, we, we spend very little time assuming because we're often shocked. We're shocked and amazed <laughs> that, that such a big decision was not run by at least one person that cared about you in some capacity or another. Even if it was your landlord that cared that you could pay in 30 days, I think you need to run something by somebody every once in a while. So that's the second piece of advice. Make sure you run it by somebody. And I would qualify it. Um, it may just not be uh, someone that knows who you are or cares about you just generally as a person, someone that could go a little bit deeper and actually hear what you're saying to see if it makes sense at some level. Professional timing, um, your uh, risk tolerance, you know, some some level. All the things. Some, something, yeah. Yep. And, you know, I mean, that also brings up an opportunity for you to discover that you don't have any of those people. So, you know, it makes sense to you and you're saying, I wish I had somebody to run this by. That may just be the nugget you needed to get out of the whole situation. I need to take my time and build myself a network of people that can support me in important decisions. I need a mentor or I need a coach that could give me resources and encourage me to find a mentor. I need a different kind of mentor, maybe not a financial, but a personal mentor. Mm -hmm. I need a spiritual mentor, you know, something. So, I mean, that may have been when you ask yourself a question, do I have somebody to, to talk to about this? Your answer may genuinely be no. And so my first priority might be to find those folks start building that relationship. So next time I have such an important decision that that doesn't catch me up. That doesn't. Yeah. And you know what I would also say too, I would say for the people who like, I know for me, I do have that network. And the first thing I would think is, you know, sometimes you can go and you can ask somebody for their advice, but you already have your mind made up. You really don't want the advice. You really just want them to co-sign what you already think because that's really what you want to do. Right. So I would say, <laughs> I would say I find that when I'm making these really big decisions like this, I want to 
I have to prepare myself to really be open to hear both sides, right? right. And my and my way of thinking may not be the right way of thinking, right? Mm-hmm. But be in a position where I'm open enough to receive the other side of the story. You know what I'm saying? And so I can I can really consider all the facts, consider all the facts, you know. And and we're not gonna see the benefit or the you know, we're not gonna see the impact of the great resignation you know, probably until later on this year or, or the next year, right? When everything starts to settle settle down. Um, I mean, I, I literally commend them. I think it's phenomenal. I, I mean, every time it comes on TV and I'm like glued to the set because I'm just like, one, mm-hmm. the, bra- the bravery of these people. To mm-hmm. just say, I'm out, I'm out. Screw it, I think, Well, I think in education and the service industry, we have already seen the effects. There are places that just did not open back up. And I would say just teachers. I don't know a district, county, municipality that doesn't have a teacher issue. Um, And so we've seen the effects. And unfortunately, the kids are going to be affected. I think they would have they're going to have the most permanent um, probably closer to the detrimental negative effect of some of these things. Um, but I do believe it started already. Yeah. And, and I guess to that point also that I can see that with medical, right? Medical, That's where, true. you know, a lot of people, it's hard to get appointments today or, you know what I'm saying? Or those kind of things, because it just isn't a lot of, you know, um, available slots, Right. For people to be able right. to see the doctor, for just people who not having like a COVID related issue, you just having a normal issue. It's just right. hard to get in those slots because right. people have decided enough of this foolishness. I'm out. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if you work throughout that whole COVID thing and now you're here and you're like, what? I cannot, not one more day. Mm-hmm. You know, so I can, um, I can understand it. I mean, I would love to, um, it goes back down to that thing where, like you said, you know, why didn't we do it? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Obviously, you know, we have to weigh in all those things. So that leads me to my next question. What would you do? What do you think you would have done? What do you think you would do if the constraints that you currently have in your life were not there? So what would that look like to you? What would I do with what? A professional, professionally? Professionally. Um. I would pursue um, I would pursue a counseling career full time. Um, and I'm not sure if I'm willing to say it would be practice. Um, but it would be some permutation of counseling as opposed to, yeah, certainly. Yeah, which would require going back to school um, and getting additional uh, and getting certifications. So, yeah. So I think I think that remember last week we had um, like the last podcast we had Erica on and she talked about goals, right? She said, oh, you said the goals and all these things. And mm-hmm. we was like, um, it was like, you know, sometimes you don't even know where to start. I think that was the first way of trying to figure out where to start was just saying, okay, if I had no constraints, now what, I, now what would I do? Mm-hmm. You know, right. it, doesn't, it doesn't necessarily erase the constraints, but then it, it, then it does start to put your mind in, this, in the thought process of, okay, well, what can I do to mitigate some, mitigate some of those constraints? Right, 
but right. still accomplish my ultimate goal of X. Right. Right. Agreed. So in my mind, I would, I would, I would assume, and again, just because I haven't really spoken to anyone, it's not that I haven't spoken to anyone who who is part of the great reservation I have, but what I found when I've talked to them is that they don't really have an idea either. They are almost it's almost like a thing where they're just running by their gut. So they don't necessarily have an idea of what the thing is or what they're doing. It's like a gut thing. Like I'm my gut is telling me it's time. You got to deal. And so um and while I think the gut is important, I mean, we, we've all made decisions gut-based. Um, I, I would say that there's, for me, when I'm thinking about how to make these decisions, it's more of a logical-like thing, right? And any right. kind of pivotal move, it's, I always have to have these logical steps that I'm trying to make to try to understand because I'm risk averse. Right. You know, right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assess all these risks and try to determine, is it something that I can really do? Right, right. You know, because in the, in the end... I'm gonna still need to pay this mortgage. Like I'm gonna need to pay. Right. I I learned up front. I ain't cut out for the wood. I'm just not. Right. right. That ain't, but then good. in reality, which I do believe, what some people have done is we know there's a a, a chasm between the woods and where you live. <laughs> so. We know even even our humble, even in our most humble moment, we have to admit that there is a huge space between those two places. It is. So there, there are choices and decisions we could make. You're right. But in, in all honesty, we've decided that it's a priority for us to live where we live and everything that comes with it. And I think for some people that have participated in the great resignation, maybe out of force or circumstance, they've decided that they're the, the comfort of home can look differently um, or just home, doesn't have to include comfort. <laughs> home can look differently when I change my priorities to something else. And they may have made that choice for several reasons. I'm thinking if you have um, uh, 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 an immune compromised child, parent, spouse, your decision about your interactions that would threaten their health would be different than, than other people. And so you deciding being a teacher and going into the classroom, even with the kids wearing masks, you can't take that risk because my spouse gets COVID. It's probably like, you know, doctor already said, high probability, this is a non-starter. It is all over. So right. your decision, you, you know, you decide, hey, I got to get a different job. That may take me back to one I don't have 25 years experience. It's a job that I'm just starting ground zero. And so income is commiserate to that. And that means we can no longer live here. We no longer drive this. We no longer go here. I no longer buy this. And that's because that priority for your spouse and your child's health is being affected by your job. Whereas two years ago, that was not the case. 
honestly, and I'm just thinking about the magnitude of that reality. It was only two years ago where being a teacher was not considered life-threatening. Oh my God. I mean, you know, we, we think about being a, a service member and you might get called up and you may be deployed and you had the opportunity to pick a, a, a service, a branch of the service where that was less likely than another or a job where that was less likely than another. But a teacher, are you serious? Are you kidding me? I mean, I just, I just can't imagine having to make that choice that two years ago wasn't even a thing. I, I just, I honestly, I can't imagine. And it's my profession, you know. I've, you know, I, I would have been in it 20 or 25 years. You're looking at, you know, retirement or my next phase of my career kind of thing. And now it's like a life-threatening pro profession <laughs> because of my Crazy. family, because of my, you know, the needs of my family. That, yes. I, you know, that, ju that just gives me huge uh, compassion for um, those that are even, you know, that are risk-averse that plan their lives in such a way that two years ago, they just can't imagine it would be totally taken off the rails. Um, and I'm sure it's something they love because if you spend a, you know, a whole career as an educator, you love what you do, no doubt, do. Re regardless of what role you take, uh, you love it. So it's, it's hard to fathom, but I do know that that is part of the considerations that people had to make, um, so. I, I tell you, I actually, I, I really do um, commend them just for just saying, this is what I have to do and, and making that step to do it. Because Lord knows, I'm sure it wasn't easy, you know, one way or the other. I mean, you know, even we make it just a simple job change in a safe environment. We're still like, woo, is this the right thing? We got matrixes and, you know, a whole matrix situation to try to determine <laughs> is this the right job to take, right, right. all these things. And, and so to just be able to take this, make this left, um, I just commend them. I think I commend them. I just think that that's just a, a wonderful thing. And while, and, and I'm also excited to see all the different businesses that are coming from that, right? People right. are getting really inventive. Right. They're just using some outstanding skills, some things that they didn't realize that they can monetize, that they're finding a way to monetize it. Um, right. I just think that that is, it's just phenomenal. It's just right. phenomenal. So um, I'm sure in another life, um, if I was younger, so it goes back down to that 21 year old question, right? If I was younger, I could easily, I could easily see me say, oh yes, this is what I'm going to do. I'm just going to do a hard left and just do X, mm -hmm. you know, because, um, yeah, yeah. So now let's go to that question about if you was 21 and you was now mm -hmm. in this space, what, is, what would you advise your 21 year old self now? Now, please know that you're coming from all the wisdom of today and you're just going back in time and you're just mm -hmm. going like, hey. Calm down. Mm -hmm. It ain't that serious. Mm -hmm. What I would hope I would be thinking is that I did not have to follow the recommendations of just people in my, um, I just listened to who was in my, at 21, I was still in college. And so I just listened to everybody in my department. These are the jobs that are available to you. And I just, took that as gospel because Lord knows I need to start making some money. And um, that's the path I went on. I didn't know that I had spiritual gifts. 
I didn't know that I had passions God-given as well as um, based on my experiences. I did not know all those things were in me. So I didn't do anything with them. Now, do I believe? I do know God was talking to me about my personal life and decisions because that was crazy. But I did not know that, I honestly, I did not know that he was trying to pull them together or he was um, encouraging me to discover other things about myself. Mm. So didn't know that. So uh, my advice to my 21 year old self would be, yes, you're going to get this degree that will allow you to do this. But why don't you take a moment and figure out you what you were gifted to do, what your passions are, and maybe how you can integrate all of those and still make a living. Because I didn't know that was a thing. I, you know, I did not, I did not know that. So um, step back and look at more than your income earning potential and look at um, what you have to offer other people. And maybe, just maybe, you could earn income doing that, whatever that is. And uh, so, yeah, that's not something I knew even existed. Mm, I love that. I, I can definitely say, I, I can see that. I'm trying to think, of, is that advice that I would have gave my 21-year-old self? I think I would have just told my 21-year-old self um, not to be afraid, like just to you know, I'm, I've always been a person that like to color inside the lines. I was told my 21 year old self, color outside the lines, see what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen? You know what I'm saying? Where um, I distinctly remember when I was younger being in, a, um, in a, an interior design class and I loved it. I mean, I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. I had so much fun. We did like this competition. I won a competition for the whole school. It was like great. Wow. So I knew then that that was something I really wanted to do that I was really into. But in my area, it was such a hard market to get into. And I just imagine, I just automatically said, nope, it's too hard. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do that. Instead, I decided to go into more of a STEM role. And so it made it to, you know, it, it got to a place where, because, you know, with STEM, it's, it's, it's right or wrong. It's very clear. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? With right. IT, it's very clear. It's either, it's either yep. working or it's not. Right. <laughs> you, know what I'm you know what you're doing. Now you might have some degradation. We'll get you with degradation. But ultimately, everybody knows what success looks like. Right. Um, when you start to go into those other artsy like things, it's not that clear, right? It's, it's so subjective. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I just did not want to be judged. And I was just like, Mm-mm, nope, too hard. Don't want to do it. Can't do it. Don't even, I, I didn't apply to any of it. I didn't even look, I couldn't tell you, I cannot tell you a single job that would hire straight out of school. Cause I never looked, I could not tell right. you a single job that would hire interior designer straight out of school not even not even volunteer work I, I didn't research any volunteers I didn't do any right. of it in right. my mind I just felt like it was just unattainable right right so I, I think what I would have shared with my with my younger self is who said that you know what I'm saying who said it like check the voice like check the voice mm-hmm. who's who is telling you these things mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and sort of push and, and call outside a lot lines a little bit and take some more risk and not be afraid um to do the thing that makes the most perfect sense you know what I'm saying you know mm-hmm. you don't have to just go that way and like you definitely you know and when you grow up in those environments where you don't have a lot 
Um, you grew up naturally with a scarcity spirit, right? So you're mm-hmm. constantly thinking, I got to make some money. This is not a game. Mm-hmm. Above mm-hmm. all else, mm-hmm. I got to make some money, <laughs> you know? And, and just to get to a place where just teaching my, my younger self that the money will come. If you do what you love, the money will come. Mm-hmm. And speaking of this, the, the uh, sparsity mentality, I took that when it came to advice as well because I felt like my parents didn't tell me anything specific. Success mm. for them was for me graduating from school, from college. But we never went a layer deeper to talk about what I'm good at, places that had jobs like that. Never got that from my parents. So I felt like that was a black hole. So fortunately, I did find people in all the edu- all the institutions that I went to starting at high school. I did always find good advisors, professors that liked me and recommended me for things. Always thankful uh, about that. And so... I readily took their advice and guidance and never struck out to even bring anything to them and said, what do you think about this? I, mm. I can't, I, I have not one memory of me doing that. <laughs> I would go in, say I need a job. And they were like, okay, well, call so-and-so and use and touch. I would never come with like an idea and have them either just give me advice on it or guidance. I just followed what they told me to do. So my advice to my 21 year old self would say, how about you come up with an idea, do your own little research and then have them concur, cosign, elaborate, explain, give you a resource to do that thing. Come with something. I never did that (laughs) ever. And never. Hmm. My college, my college choices were always somebody else. And we're like, you know, I was like, and then it was just up to me to make it work. And I worked hard at that. But the idea, mm -mm. all those details, I just asked somebody and just followed through what they told me to do. Wow. (laughs) Yes. Hey, how about you think about it? (laughs) How about you wonder? You know, come with something. It could have just been a dream. It could have been just something. Look, you could be jealous of somebody else. I don't know. Just run it by somebody. How so and so get that? You know what I mean? It's just just something. Yes. (laughs) You know what's so funny? So you know that that, that just the opposite, right? I had the ideas. I just wasn't brave enough to pursue them. You know what I'm saying? I would be like, oh. Wow, so you know what? I could probably do X. Huh, no, I surely can't do X. It just never crossed my mind to go and do it. Now, in all fairness, I don't really think I had anybody around me who I could talk to, but I didn't think about even trying to pursue anyone to talk to. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, anybody who was outside of my immediate circle. Right, you what already I did talked not to realize, yeah, yeah, I never talked myself out of it. What I realized, looking back at that self now, is that my world was so small. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would, I think one of the advantages that kids have today is that they're they're part of a global community. Right. You know and that's so why that component influence. That's why that component of exposure to other countries, cities, communities, 
all that is so different. And because when you hear kids say, I didn't know that, or I've never seen that, they're telling the truth. And that matters. It does absolutely matter. Absolutely. Now, are they, you know, do a lot of things have to be put into place and intentional? Absolutely. But the point is, if you don't even know it exists and you don't even see it as a thing for you, not that they don't know it's a thing, but if you never see it as a thing for you, then yes, it wipes out a whole book of creative ideas. Yes. Totally wipes it out. And they never put any more thought into how can I get from here to there? Because it's it's never even a thought in my mind, oh, I can do that too. Mm-hmm. And so that's that that power of exposure. Um, where, you know, and I know it's a it sounds like a cliche, but you can see yourself there. Because especially if you know somebody who is who literally has your same path, like they, they grew up down the street, like that joke ain't nobody to me. You know what I'm saying? He grew up down the street. <laughs> she grew up down yeah, the, the same, street. So it's same not story like, I yes. have. So it's not like, yeah, same story I have. And uh, absolutely. All that, that's why, and that's why sharing your story is important. Exposure to uh, other people and things, even to add to your story, to be able to, when you do share, it's something that people wouldn't even fathom or think it's possible. You're like, well, you know, it was just where I grew up. It's a thing. It's the beginning. Yep. That is a thing. Yep. I mean, I I think that so I as I as so as we bring it all together, when I think about the stories I would tell my younger self and to this, and then I think about the people who have gone through this who who were a part of the great resignation. Um, I wondered like the I'm sure they like look back at themselves. You know, a lot of these people are older, like these people are like in our age bracket, these ain't kids. Mm-hmm. You know, when you look at these stats, yeah. this is everybody across the uh, across the spectrum, right? right. It's no respective person. Um like, I feel like, you know, that's, I even feel myself now going back, thinking about the advice that I would have, give, that I would have given my own self and just asking myself, am I now following, am I following that advice now at this age, mm-hmm. right? To make decisions moving forward. Now my constraints are still my constraints. I can't do anything about those, but I can still do things that's going to um, make sure that the time that we have left on this earth is a, you know, is a very fulfilling one. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, right whatever that thing is because you know we only get this finite amount finite amount of time right and and that's even defined differently now to me what is considered a uh, 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 um rewarding a rewarding life that is totally different from i know what i thought at 21 absolutely <laughs> what i thought at 31 and 41 and probably absolutely. 51 uh, so Yes, it's uh, totally defined different and that helps me make decisions and get, I give advice differently. So I do like talking to those in all those other different age brackets. And so my perspective at 52 to someone 21 is much different. And I freely give my 51-year-old perspective so that they could hopefully take advantage of it and um, use my experience to say, huh, I don't want to wait 30 years till I get there. Maybe it's okay for me to 
change my perspective based on you know what Barbara just mentioned because I'm going to believe that hey she's only telling me that uh, from her perspective you know um, something she can't personally take advantage of but she would like for it to uh, positive positively influence me so yeah absolutely absolutely I just I think that is the that is the um, gift of wisdom ageism. Yeah. Right, you get a chance to really turn around and share it back and correctly apply it to your own life now. Right. Right. Absolutely. I mean, I I know you personally, so I know that there is no way to wear a thought if you not have an idea that sounds crazy. I mean, you got tons of ideas all the time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So the thought of saying, huh, I never even presented an idea. It just sounds crazy to me because I know you as the person with the ideas. So, you know, it's 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 one of mm-hmm. it's so crazy to be able to see how, you know, we've grown and 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 did these things and we're now here in this space and it's not but it's not over yet, right? We still got mm-hmm. things to do and we still got mm-hmm. this life to live and I think the most important thing that I've learned in this season over the last 2 to 3 years is that you know, the old cliche that people say, right? Tomorrow is not promised. I think we've really right. come to terms. We, I think everybody understands that now, you know, it's, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like it is not promised. Like seriously, mm-hmm. you know, a mm-hmm. cough can start that whole situation. You know right. what I'm saying? I mean, so to understand that tomorrow is not promised and to understand that, you know, that therefore your most valuable asset is your time. So you need to make sure that you're doing something with it. That makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And money is not always the most important thing. Right. It is a factor. We're not going to pretend like it ain't a factor. That'll be a lie. Right. But it's not the most important factor. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So if you're doing something you love, you're doing something that you think is going to provide value um, for the greater good. I think it's so important too that we're doing things for the greater good, that we're leaving our, our, we're leaving a legacy behind us that that impacts more than just our families. Like I think we're responsible. That's our responsibility as humans. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? Is to right. do something that's bigger than us. To impact, yep. you know, to positively impact, to leave this world in a better place. The world, mm-hmm. not just your family. Your family too, you're going to start at home, obviously, but the world. And mm-hmm. I think those are the things that I'm seeing. That's like, to me, it's like some of the good things that have come out of this last couple of years is people have really started to think more about their impact on this world. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. And maybe that that's the, that purpose that needed to come out of all of this. I think there are quite a few purposes um, as I think about it and learn more about choices and decisions people have made. But certainly I think that's one of them to open our eyes to seeing that you already have something to give. It may, you may not be spending enough time doing it (laughs) because now there's a need for this thing and so you can do it. You do it well. You may need to take it off of 10th position to one or two. And then you will leave your legacy for thousands of people thousands. as opposed to, you know, your, your immediate family. And that's what God needs you to do. He needed you to have that, that, um, that realization that what you're good at and what you do has a greater purpose and a greater cause and it took these past few years for you to take the time and realize that and it was because your job was in jeopardy so on face value that's what it seems like your back was against the wall and that's a horrible feeling but was it a good reason if it if it brought this result then I would say yeah 
<laughs> Truth. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, and we don't know what circumstances and events have to come into play in order for us to think about something differently. We don't know. And I never try to name it. I just know when something different happens, I'm like, Lord, please let me let me think about this in the right way. Because if it's something painful, I want it to be real short. If it's something really exciting, which doesn't happen that often, mine usually comes through some little experience that, woo, open my eyes real quick. But I mean, if it's something positive, then that'd be great if it could last a long time. But I want to know what what you want me to get out of this experience. That's that's always what I'm looking for now. Now I'm looking for those things um, because I want to. I, I want to. I want the occurrence to serve its purpose, whatever that is. So, and I want to be able to get it. Yep. I love it. I love it. All right, ladies. Well, at this point, I think we're good. I mean, I think we've covered it all. I think we've missed, you know, 40, 45 minutes. We don't solve the whole world's problems. So, so uh, yeah. So, yeah. However, if you are a part of the Great Resignation, what I would say is please email us. Like, you could just click that link wherever you, you're getting this podcast and it will go right to our email. And that way you can actually um, just tell us your story. Like, I would love, I love to talk to people who are doing yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? Because I think it is fantastic. Like it is a beautiful, beautiful thing. I mean, we would love to hear your thought process. You know, you know, what is happening next or what was going on before that you said, oh, nope, now I'm doing it. And these are the steps you did to do it. And just the courage that it took for you to do that. Like we don't want to have to go through a pandemic for people to finally, you know, um, pursue their purpose. You know what I'm right. saying? We don't want to have to go experience right. a pandemic. We want it to be something that's more organic and something that people are just doing normally and that right. people don't have to worry about or not, not having the ideas or being too afraid to move, right? Mm-hmm. Because y'all have already showed us that it is something that could be done mm-hmm. and it's not a heavy lift. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it is a heavy lift. I'm saying that from my safe space, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, you, know, you know what I'm saying? That from my, totally from my safe space because I've been saying working every day at the same job. But for those who have who have decided to make that switch, we would love, love, love to hear from you. Yes, so yes. Enlighten us. And Enlighten we want us. to celebrate with you, want to pray for you, and encourage you if we can. Yes, 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 yes. All righty. Bye, right way. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. All right. Love Talk you much. You All, All right. right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.